So, Willie, you know how we've been doing this podcast for uh, a little while now. We're coming up on a year in uh, just a couple months. Yeah. And we just passed a, over a thousand listens. So thank you very much, everyone. Oh my God, we really seriously. appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, but you know what also has been going on for for just a, l- a little bit shorter, but is probably infinitely more popular than us? Well, three months ago, Willie, I brought something up that was happening on Reddit. And now it is three months later. I remember this. That's right. It is the hot dog in epoxy it's been three months and so let's check in on the hot dog in epoxy in uh i think it was in gifts he posted a gift this time because he wanted to show us what it looked like from all different angles so i'm gonna send you the link and i want you to describe to everybody how it looks fake drum roll that was a real drum roll so i'm seeing a cylinder spinning it's like an it, automatic Lazy Susan, right? Yeah. What a fancy Lazy Susan. I don't want a Lazy Susan like this. Or maybe it's just like a hardworking Susan because it's it's not lazy. It's moving on its own. It looks perfect. There's nothing zoomed, wrong with this hot dog. Yeah. I, I've gotten in real close. Like I zoomed in all the way that I could. I, I don't see any signs of decay, like no cracks in the epoxy. So I think this is now... The three-month update. We are going to be waiting another three months for the six-month update. Do you have any predictions Mm. for the next three months? It could go one of two ways. One, it's going to look identical to what we're looking at. 100% the same. And we're going to say six months later, okay, cool. This is never going to age. It's going to look just fine. Our alternative option is that the world crumbles the way that everybody on the parlor app thought it would. And this man has to rip into the epoxy hot dog and start eating it. And you're just going to see bites taken out of it. Which future do you want, Scott? Three months from now will be roughly the same time of our one year anniversary. So. Oh, cute. I want to. Yeah, I know. Aw. Remember to get me a gift. But I want to see this hot dog change in some way. I don't care if it's on the outside or if it's on the inside. I just want to see some sort of aging. Because if not, I think I'm just going to go put myself in a big old bathtub full of epoxy and y'all can wake me when this shit's fucking over. If everything continues sideways, Scott and I uh, are saying here we're going to solidify ourselves in epoxy. Video is going to only be available on our OnlyFans. To the front podcast of the internet. I'm your co-host Scott, former sandwich artist, and this is a sandwich eater, Willie. Hey, Willie, how are you? It's it's been a week, hasn't it? It's been a long week. It certainly has. But you know, kind of like Mister Rogers, we're together again, and we're gonna share some things with our friends, our neighbors. My hope, like Mister Rogers, is to be dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, nope. You know, his his wife just passed away. So, I know. I mean, funny that's really that sad. Oh, so man. Rest in peace, Joan. And I hope you and Fred are enjoying your days off. Scott, I'm going to start us on. I don't know if this is an uplifting story or not. It's an interesting story, to say the least. Between our, our last episode, the special report, and this one, a bunch of stuff happened. And it, it seemed like a bunch of companies shot back 
and said, ah, no. With guns? I mean, figurative guns. Finger guns? Figure guns? Well, pew, so pew. if if you we were to say that Trump coined the phrase, you're fired, all of these companies said that to him. So Facebook, ah, okay. Twitter, yeah. Amazon Web Services, and others all said, now nah, we're done. The city of New York discovered in in their contracts that they have with the Trump brand that if he commits a, a wrongful act, like everybody's placing the blame for all of the sedition on the Capitol, right, that attempted coup, they said, okay, that breaks all of our, our laws. So I, we don't have to do business with you anymore. So they can cut all of their contracts. They were just waiting for this, I feel, anyway, you know, but it was probably going to be after the inauguration when he was no longer president to say like, hey, you know, like it's 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 you. It's not me. It's just not working out anymore. <laughs> but because he may have broken some serious laws. Yeah, they it just gave him carte blanche to say like, sorry, mic drop. Bye bye. Bye bye. Speaking of which, this week in our politics, MSNBC has a post that says misinformation dropped by 73 percent. After Trump banned from Twitter. That's crazy. Number one, because I'm bad at math. How did they figure that out? That is a great question. So if you go further down into the comments, somebody, this must be you, strange bedfellows, says, how do you measure something like this? To which the top comment says, I went and watched the video. They explain that it's measured by the amount of mentions of election fraud online on various online platforms. They did not specify which platform, probably the big social media giants like Twitter and Facebook, etc. Apparently, mentions of election fraud dropped from 2.5 million mentions to 688 once Trump had been banned from Twitter, showing a downtrend of people retweeting the misinformation he usually champions. Interesting. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So he was he was a huge driver of that. And I suppose any bots that were also, you know, just retweeting all, all of that, they just didn't have anything to, to connect to or go off of. That's, that's wild. Exactly. What are your thoughts on this? I guess, open up that dialogue. Do you think it's okay for companies to ban somebody like the president of the United States from their platform? Do you think that that's taking away their... You know, in an ideal world, they wouldn't have to because he wouldn't give them any fuel to do so. But as anybody who is, you know, cognizant of their privacy and has ever bought a piece of electronics equipment, they know that the very first thing you do usually when you sign up for an account or you sign into a device that you interact with, there is a huge terms of service contract that you are going to sign and you are going to throw all of your rights away when it comes to, I mean, basically suing people. You're going to have to agree to go to arbitration and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But one of the things on there says that we technically still have some control over this. And you are not 100% in control, even though you're using it. So even though this is your user account, you're on our platform. And we can take that back at any point in time. So... It doesn't matter who you are. I think kind of when it comes to status in the world, there's nobody that should be above the law. And we've we've heard that parroted so many times over the last four years. But people who make these who make these contracts, you know, these are legally binding. So they had their law firm, lawyer, team, whoever 
write these up so that if it did happen to go to court, Mm -hmm. they would say, nope, we have everything here in writing. And this person on this date agreed to that when they created this account. So if you, if you break the rules, you got to go. That's, that's how I feel. I, I think the same thing. It's a great representation. Let's bring it down to the simplest of terms, to the things that you and I get and people our parents age and most everybody would get. If you walk up to a general store, you will probably see a sign that is meant humorously but at the time that it was created was very much a polarizing point. But you would see a sign that says no shoe, no shoes, no shirt, no service. A business has the right to dictate if you're going to come and do business with us. These are our parameters. You as a man can walk outside with your shirt with your shirt off. That's not indecent exposure. But that business, that grocery store can be like, hey, buddy, put your shirt on or you're not allowed in here. Yeah. And we see that a lot with the mask mandates going on you No, know, in hopefully every business except for some in lakeville minnesota Mm, is that a thing yeah there was this bar that decided to defy the state order and just open up when they were supposed to be closed and not require masks and that's gross everybody had a well i won't say everybody had a grand old time but they're gonna get fined yeah okay good either way i think this expands into the story a little bit more to say that it's okay for a business we the laws are in place for a business to say what you're asking for falls outside of a protected category race religion gender national origin those are protected categories i as a business let's say i owned a business we couldn't say something like you can't be here because you're old but i could say you sure as hell can't be here if you're not wearing a mask that's within the rights of the business same thing with this Business has every right to say, hey, you incited violence. Our rules say don't incite violence, you idiot. Okay, bye. (laughs) I guess the thing that's most frustrating to me, though, is this is something that we've been seeing time and time again. Why is this the moment? Was it that we that these companies were sitting and thinking, uh, let's just wait for the for the uh, the two minute warning and we'll hit penalty. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they've had ample opportunity with just about anything. But some of these companies are very huge, right? We wouldn't we wouldn't call them small uh, startups by any means. So there's there's a lot of, I guess, numbers, lots of ones and zeros, probably with decibel points and dollar signs mixed in there that we don't have access to and are not privy to in those uh, conference meetings that they have every week or month. And so they... They took a gamble and they had to weigh, is it going to benefit our pocketbook to keep this person on as long as possible, provided they don't go this far, which technically they haven't until this point that was maybe uh, provable beyond a shadow or a reasonable doubt in a court. Right. And so there's there's the old saying, which, which is there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? So... If the president is on Twitter spouting crazy things just over and over and over again, and it drives more traffic to Twitter, sad as it is, you know, as morally bankrupt as it may be, of course they're going to leave him on there because it's bringing in that cash. Man, that's such a weird aspect of business that you could go and make the call to say, I know that this person or business has broken our rules for a long enough time. And we're just going to look away because they're bringing us a ton of revenue. 
you know what? Now it hurts our brand. Now we're going to get rid of it. Okay. But we're going to, we're going to weigh the options. And I, there's something gross about that, that it's okay to flex those rules, but I don't think there's a way around it. Unfortunately, I, I don't think we are going to live in a world anytime in our life where that is going to be a, a problem that is solved. It's, you know, not necessarily for us to change that right here, right now, but we do have the capacity to create something that could be better. We don't have to go around forcing these companies to fit in this mold. We can make something that we like way more and is more popular and is more, I guess, user-friendly. There's mm-hmm. there's tons of these other companies that are popping up and they say, like, we have the most private, secure connection. You know, there's something called social, I think, that is starting up right now with with huge strides in privacy end-to-end that we might be hearing about more this year. So... I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. And maybe Twitter does grow a spine now that uh, they don't have to really deal with this this avalanche of a human being who just, you know, brought destruction no matter which which way he went. Avalanche is the wrong term. Don't give a, a, a don't disparage mountains like that. Let's call them a, a donut <laughs> hole. All right. It's rolling <laughs> puff pastry of hatred. Speaking of large corporations who have become disenfranchised with one of their partners and rights now being taken away, if you will, Uh this week in r slash gaming, it was announced that EA, Electronic Arts, will no longer have the exclusive rights of the Star Wars franchise, which means it means that we no longer have to deal with the, the clutching shitstorm that is ea and their games because honestly they have gotten it wrong so many times let me give a a really great example (laughs) battlefront okay and i have one to follow up this tell me about battlefront it was a pay to win game in in order to play that game if if you're wondering what it is is it's a, a pvp arena version of star wars where you get to play as your favorite character but in order to play as some of the big heroes you had to purchase them you had to purchase coins there wasn't there the the rich and wealthy people got to play the game the way that everybody wanted and everybody else had to grind and grind and grind to get what they wanted and it turned into not a fun game yeah it was like going to a bdsm nightclub and never hooking up with anybody it was just a grind and a grind and a grind i'll take the ball get- gag out of willie's mouth here in a second what uh-huh. i was going to bring up is that ea was also uh, responsible for several other franchises besides Star Wars where they dropped the ball. Willie, can you tell us a, a little bit about your Anthem experience? Jesus. So right around the time that Anthem came out, I was streaming on Twitch quite often. I was streaming 30 hours a week on Twitch, and I attempted to do a 24-hour stream when I got affiliated, and I started playing Anthem during that stream, and it crashed constantly the entire time it was such an unpleasant game to play and they pushed it out because it was not done it was it was classic big corporation just moving another video game before it was ready it's a shitty Uh, example because by it it's developed by bioware yeah and they create incredible games the mass effect series was made by bioware if you're into video games you know that series i've never played it but i know so many people that have and they love it one of the best ever, yeah. I think this is Big Daddy EA saying there's no way in hell we're going to let you fall behind in producing this content. 
you need to put this out now. And they rushed them to it. And here we are. That game came out in 2018. It's three years later, and they've been promising us a full refresh of the game. And still we have nothing. You can buy the original for like $3 right now. Ugh, woof. Yeah. And wasn't EA the one to introduce loot boxes into the gaming lexicon? Like the pay-to-win strategy? Uh, EA and Activision. And those two just like circle-jerked each other off until they were getting the billions they could out of those. And now that doesn't exist. Except for Activision. Still rakes on COD, right? No, loot boxes are illegal. Oh, great. That's awesome. Way to go. Potentially not in the United States, but in EU it is. Therefore, they don't build it into the games. Well, that's good. I'm looking forward to all these other great video game companies that could potentially take the Star Wars franchise and make something awesome. There's already talk of an open world Star Wars franchise. Yes. For those for those people out there who are RPG fans, imagine Skyrim, imagine GTA V, but with a Star Wars skin. No Man's and- Sky. Any, oh my gosh, an open universe Star Wars game would be yes. incredible. You customize your ship, you get into that big ass thing, you fly around the galaxy a bunch, you, uh, discovering new planets. Maybe they're custom generated with specific planets in those little uh, quadrants that are important. Ooh, I'm going to pull a little page out of, out of meme history here and just say, shut up and take my money. In more positive news... There was this post from R Unexpected, and I'm going to ruin the surprise for you because we're we're on this podcast, and that's kind of the way that this works. Scott, I want you to pull that video. (laughs) We ruined so much stuff. I know it's such a positive moment. Oh, I saw this one. I love this one. This made me kind of like tear up and uh, make my heart grow a couple sizes too big. So I have a doctor's appointment. Oh, Scott, you Grinch. So the the post title is. I thought the guy was too afraid of the bird at first. Why don't you tell me what's happening on screen here, Scott? So if if anybody was a a kid who went to the zoo, you would know that some of these places had atriums or aviaries where they would have these bird shows. And they would always show these different kinds of birds that are at the zoo, parrots, eagles, hawks, doves, pigeons, whatever. And so during the show, inevitably, they would have the bird like fly through the crowd and everybody would be like, ooh, ah, and kids would love it. And that's the setup for this video right now, except the camera is focused on this couple just in the middle of the crowd. It it looks like it's definitely pre-COVID, thank God, because nobody's wearing masks. Or it's in New Zealand and it's fine. That's... Or, yeah, that too. Because they definitely have the accent. So the the couple... One of them raises her hands. She gets really excited. She puts her hands up and uh, they're doing this little skit in the crowd where uh, the bird will fly to them holding out currency and then the bird will grab it and then fly back to the to the person. So this bird flies through the crowd in this stadium, lands on this girl's arm and then gives a receipt back to her. Meanwhile, her boyfriend is just sitting scared in the seat next to her. Well, she opens up the receipt and looks at it. And this moment of, of shock, this surprise, the camera turns to the girl and her boyfriend is on his knee holding a box with the ring. And on the piece of paper, it must have said, will you marry me? Like, what a flex for those people that want to get 
engaged or, or set up some romantic scene with their partner, this takes the cake as maybe the most flex I've seen in a while. You could tell it was really genuine too, because like it, just based on her reaction when the person was asking, like, who here wants to have a bird come up and say hi to them? Like, she was the only one in the crowd jumping up and down, like, super excited. So either that or, like, they got there late and, like, they told the crowd, like, when we ask this, nobody stand up, please, because, like, we want it. We want this person to get it. So there's either, like, some predetermined skit for, and everybody was in on it or she freaking loves birds. Because she was going gonzo. And, you know, normally I haven't seen this trick before. Have you? No. Yeah, I haven't seen it where zoos are so hard up for money they have to steal cash out of customers' hands. So I, I'm glad it was it was not just like, thank you for your thank you for your money. This is how we get tips. Everybody have a good night. You know, something great came out of it instead. Just imagine the work that must have gone into this. That the guy has to call the zoo. He has to know that this girl must love animals and he must be like hyping her up like hey we should go to this thing we should buy tickets to go to this event we should we should like you hey you know that they do this thing where you can like have a bird come up and fly on your hands and she's oh my god it's it's so exciting and then she gets to be that person like in that moment her endorphins must just be oh yeah peaking and and so many things could have gone wrong if you think about it in between like when they woke up that day like the car could not have started. They could have got stuck in traffic. The person that could have happened to the person who runs the bird show. Like so many things had to go right for this moment. And when it all comes together, it's just a, it's a true thing of beauty. I love it. It's so good. You know what also is a true thing of beauty, Willie? Yes. When you get to go into a public restroom and you're the only one in there. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, d- uh, tell me, be honest. Yes. Would you rather go to the bathroom in your own house or in a public spot? I have two thoughts around this. Like a Fuddruckers. Like many Americans, uh, definitely get stage fright around having to use the restroom around other people. Therefore, anytime I can walk into a bathroom and there's nobody there and you can just like let one rip, you're like, oh man, this is great. This is my space. I don't have to worry about it. This is nice. You and I used to work with somebody who's We, we still work with people. I mean, yes, you're correct. We do work with human beings. This guy's nickname was Wiki. He had a goal to take a deuce in every single bathroom in the mall that we worked at. And there were hundreds of stores. And he said, I remember talking to him about this. He said that he was able to do it like 60% of the mall. And, And I think you're forgetting that he would go to stores that don't have public restrooms like an American Eagle and be like, Hey guys, how are you? This bathroom is broken. I I work here. Can I use this? So wait, that person who I know, and I don't want to call out on here. I don't know you worked with him, but that's really cool. I have a, I have a dream to visit all of the, you know, baseball stadiums in the United States, but Hey, good for him. If you're going to visit the stadiums, Scott, your goal should be to drop a log in every one of them. (laughs) Leave a little piece of yourself. So this week in our memes, one of the, one of the most popular ones w- was a post named "It's the same thing with extra steps," and that's a shout out to all the Dunder Mifflin fans out there for when Pam is showing two photos, and it says corporate needs you to find the differences between this picture. The pictures are a 
row of urinals that is labeled pre-COVID, and they're all empty, and a picture that says post-COVID, and there is a like a cover on every other urinal. And the, the, next, se- the next scene is Pam labeled men everywhere saying they're the same picture. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but stage fright, yes. I, I agree that if I was coming out of a movie theater and there's suddenly that rush at the end of a show and you're just like, you're the only one at the urinal, but suddenly it has to fill up right next to you. I I would hold it because I, I just, in my mind, I couldn't turn on that release valve. But you know what's worse? Troughs, Willie. Like old school Metrodome troughs. Yeah. You're expected to just go up there. And I don't know, this must just, this could just be like a prudish American thing. But walk up to a trough, whip it out and, you know, try to just look down and Pretend you don't have peripheral vision as everybody else comes up to this hog trough and <laughs> shows off what they got. The thing is, and, and let's just let's just open up this can of worms for a second here, because what we're really talking about is I don't want another guy standing next to me to be staring at my dick. Has anybody <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what it is, right? Like, please, please don't look at my penis. Uh, no, no, no. On with your I day. think it goes deeper than that. I think it goes even another level deeper. I'm going to peel this onion layer back. I think you don't want another guy standing next to you to have a bigger penis than you. And so that he looks at yours and laughs and you look at his and cry. Everybody is worried <laughs> about having a small penis. Now, if everybody's worrying about it, we're all probably fine. The people you really need to laugh at are the ones that come out of the stall because they weren't in there to take a poop. No, no, no. That's the best thing. When you can go and you see like urinals are kind of all taken up, but there's that one stall and we've all done it. We just go in there, shut the door and oh, that we can whiz as quickly as possible and get the heck out of there. Relief. Let me let me tell you a, a couple of just one really interesting story from me growing up. In high school, as an athlete, I played varsity football, and where we played, we had our our football field, and across the street was the middle school, because the field wasn't attached to the high school. It was over by grass. We would go to the locker rooms across the street. Imagine a high school football team. We had a pretty large school, so there were 40 kids. This locker room- That's large to you? On the football field, on the football team for high school, I went to a, I mean, yeah, your school was bigger. We probably had more. We probably have 40, 50. It feels like a lot of people. We had two bathrooms for everybody. If you needed to pee, Scott, everybody who's in their gear and their big shoulder pads have to line up shoulder to shoulder, touching the other person to try and take a piss. There's no barrier in between. Would have given me some sort of comfort though, saying like, "All right, you're at least this distance away, and maybe because they're like a little bulky, you wouldn't see anything." No, it just makes you realize that they're right next to you. It just makes you realize that they're touching you. There's no, there's no little barrier in between the two urinals and the sidewall. There isn't a sidewall. It just like opens to all the other people. I've heard I've heard worse, man. I've heard about there are places, you know, football athletic locker rooms where the toilets are there's no stall doors. It's just toilet next to toilet next to toilet. And if you want to go and drop a deuce, you're doing it next to your buddy. Quite literally, I have had nightmares 
about that exact scenario. <laughs> and, and like, it's just, it's such an odd experience. I can't tell you how many times before a game I would try to go pee, I wouldn't be able to do it. And then therefore I have to play the entire game with a very full bladder. There's probably a, many times as a lineman that I got my, my shit rocked and pissed my pants. I don't know. Dude, Who's to say? It happened all the time. I, I played high school football or, you know, first through 10th grade. So the first year of high school for some people. Uh, yes, I did. I did witness many of my teammates peeing themselves on the field just because they, they had anxiety before the game. You know, they just couldn't go or we got there a little bit late and we just had to go straight to the field. So what else do you do? Those are really the people that have the biggest penises because every everyone else <laughs> with the medium and normal sized are in the urinals trying to push it out. Well, that person with the biggest one, he's out on the field like, hey, check this out. It's my dick. It's cool to pee your pants. I'm cool Miles Davis p- on this football team. <laughs> but no, in reality, I think that photo that you posted is is very much an American thing. If you go to other countries, so many of them have full barriers, potentially even rooms just to pee in. This is th- like what we've created in the United States is is created a penis complex that shouldn't exist. Yeah, you should be proud of what you got. Rocking, you know, whatever. It's it's not the size, it's the motion in the ocean, right? That's what they say. Not the size of the boat, it's how you row it. You've never said that to me. They just tell me to get out. Gotcha. Yeah, and you know, we're going to we're hopefully going to be starting up our our video, I guess content here sooner rather than later. And this that would be a great, I think, medium to tell your Greek bath story. Because I think our fans, only our fans, should be hearing that. And it's definitely a, something to describe where they can see our faces and our reactions. I, I will share that story at another time. Just to be crystal clear, because Scott was muddying the words a little bit, neither of us are going to show our penis on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Nipples? Maybe. Maybe. Depends on how much. We, we, we're going to have a payment structure. Really, Willie, though, like, what if what if we get a, you know, a, a pretty sizable offer? Much. I'm just saying, like, what if... Just t- tell, me, tell me how much. All right. I'm going to play this game, all right? Because nobody here is officially a prostitute, but everybody Yet. has a price. So, Willie, we're, we're streaming on the lines. We've got video. Somebody okay. says, hey, I'm a, I'm a big fish. I'm a whale. I'm going to offer you $5,000. To just whip it out. It, remember, if that's going to happen, it's very likely that you're going to see it. What do you mean? This is this is a group project. We, we do this together, Scott. We it's all or oh, nothing. Oh, well, well, they're going to have to charge double. No matter what they offer, we have to charge double if they want both of them. But I'm just saying, like for you, you get something in the the private chat, and they say, "I want to see Willie's Willie." Uh, five thousand dollars. So five thousand dollars. No. no. Okay. No. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> this number has an infinite future. So yeah, there's a point. So what's your price? What's your price? I'm just I'm so, saying like so, this this totally kind of like ruins us to anybody that knows us up until this point. It completely changes their their view of us. We cannot go back after this, right? You have entered into the adult content. So what is what's your dollar amount? The biggest person on OnlyFans right now, according to Philip DeFranco, not my own research, is a girl named Belle Delaphine who used to be a, a Twitch streamer and she sold her bath water. She 
sells her content. I know it was a weird thing. F- freaky dudes on the internet bought her bath water. She like got in the bath, put it in like little like K cup size things, and shipped them off to dudes to do what I don't know people to do, do whatever the can, hell they want. Can we get on that? That seems a lot nicer than just showing off our body no scott if we sell our bath water that's bioterrorism all right <laughs> i was gonna say i'll just fart in the bath water <laughs> five dollars a vial oh man nobody signed up on this episode to listen to this our last episode was this really robust conversation about politics and this one is i could probably this is what we wanted it to it. be from the beginning so <laughs> fuck you pandemic okay the no i mean here's the here's the deal the best podcasters, like the the top, not top tier, the the high end ones, the the ones at the very bottom of the one percent of podcasters, charge five thousand dollars for an ad, like a thirty second ad, minute ad, 30, three minutes? thirty second ad. Casper, hey, here's our mattresses. They sleep well. By the wave, Casper sends them five grand, thirty seconds. So what you're huh. telling me, Scott, is fifty thousand dollars is the equivalent of ten ads. Am I willing to whip my dick out? For 10 advertisements. <laughs> That's a steep bar. And I'm just once saying, on the internet, always on the internet. So I, I'm i not quite sure. Everybody I'm, has a price. I, I my, The next number I was going to throw out is a million dollars. Would you would you send a D-pick to MSNBC for one million dollars? Solicited, of course. I mean, if MSNBC really wants to see that, I'm going to have to give them my retirement price. Like, I'm going to talk to a financial advisor and I'm going to say, like, what's the number I need right now with today's economy? Like, how much of it is going to be Bitcoin? Like, we're going to figure all of that out. Scott's in it for the retirement money. I will gladly. (laughs) I'll be like, what lighting? Do you want it in a ring light? I mean, do you want it from... uh, Studio mode. Just (laughs) black or white background. 360 camera, Matrix style. Like, once once we agree on a price... It is, it is yours. Well, all of that went sideways for Anthony Weiner. All of that went sideways for Anthony Weiner. So if that, and he has it in his name, it's part of the title. It was an expectation that he was going to do this. Willie, here on the podcast, we try to be both fair and balanced. And I think it's just right that we began the podcast starting with hot dogs. And now we've ended talking about hot dogs. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. We are seemingly everywhere on the internet where can people get a hold of us scott they can find us on our insta at sub for that they can slide into our dms on twitter at sub the number four that you can tell us that you're royalty and say that we are owed millions of pounds of currency from wherever you're at in our email at sub for that podcast at gmail.com and if you want to get really personal and start talking cash about the future of our advertisements or sponsorships or whatever they're calling them these days, you can reach out on our personal Twitters at Scott Carolla and WildMN293. So remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's tippy taps, video editing, stopped working, or Puppy 101, there's a sub. There's a sub for that.